Bowen, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing? I hope you had a great holiday season, that you had a good Christmas, and we are coming up on New Year's Eve as of tomorrow. Wow. 2018 has been, it's been a year, let me just say that. Season 1, Episode 17 of Silver Spoons, entitled Popcorn. This episode aired on February 5th, 1983. It's got a 7.9 rating out of 10, which that's not a bad rating. That really isn't. So when his school orchestra needs to raise money for a trip to Washington, D.C., Ricky commits Edward to buying a thousand bags of popcorn without his approval or knowledge. Of course not. But when Edward, of when he declines, which of course he would because, son, you did not give your dad permission. You did not get his permission to buy all that popcorn. Ricky has to sell the popcorn at the mall. Well... We got to get rid of it, right? He's probably got to pay his dad back. So uh, we get the return of Derek. We also see Freddy again in this one. And a girl called Pretty Good. <laughs> She's listed as Pretty Girl. Alright. Uh, oh, we got some. Uh, we got some trivia here. On a sign for the Shallow Springs Shopping Mall, where Edward and Ricky are selling the popcorn... There is a sign for the upper level. The retail outlets listed are Kanish Kanash, Eddie's Toys, Heathen Home, Fast Repass, Lock, Stock, and Barrel, Unsightly Gifts, Matron Lane, Flashy Feet, Senior Stratton's Leers. This person did not bother to put commas after any of these but whatever. Soundtracks. Battle Hymn of the Republic. I know. Oh, it's performed by Joel Higgins. Joel Higgins, who plays Edward, is getting some, uh, getting to test out his, uh, singing chops there, so that's pretty cool. Alright. I do want to do a quick shout-out here. We got some new likes on the Punky Brewster Facebook page. We have one from Scott Fox, who like the page today. Hello, Scott, and thank you for following along. So, as I always like to do before I start the podcast, I like to let the new listeners know where you can follow along. You can go to the Facebook page for Punky Power PB Podcast. You can also follow along on Instagram at Punky Power PB Podcast. You can also send me an email at PunkyPowerPBPodcast pbpodcast at gmail.com Also, for the Silver Spoons podcast, it does have its own Facebook page under Together We're Going to Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. And on Instagram, at Silver Spoons podcast. It even has its own Gmail, 
So if you want to shoot me an email about Silver Spoons, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's waste no time getting into this episode. Guys, I'm really excited to get back into the show. After this, we got, what, five episodes left of season five. Season five. (laughs) Season one. Guys, I'm sorry. Uh, This is the last, this is disc three, the last disc. Uh, Coming up, we have a junior businessman, businessman, three's a crowd, the Empire Strikes Out, Won't You Go Home, Bob Danish, and the X the X team I remember this episode. Yeah, we'll we'll get to those. Don't worry, guys. I am going to give you guys a little preview about what's to come in these episodes, because uh, I'm not surprised about uh, one of them. I kind of figured it was bound to happen sooner or later, but we'll get to that after I'm... Uh, finish discussing popcorn okay so we come out of the intro we're in the living room we got ricky derek freddie and some nameless girl in a junior high cheerleading outfit i don't think this girl even gets a name she might so we learned that this foursome here is the committee to help send the school orchestra to D.C. Derek's not in the band. He's not in the orchestra. What? He's probably there to hit on the, the, the cheerleader girl. Freddie, I don't know. Does he play an instrument? He might. I think the other kids are just like, Hey, I want to go on a trip to Washington. I'll help you raise money for that. So, Ricky's calling the meeting to order, and of course, Freddy jumps up. Freddy's the blonde-haired kid with the glasses. He's... I'm gonna honestly pull, but put him below Alan Anderson on the dork... Not a dork, no. He, uh, he's, uh, he's kinda... He's different. <laughs> he's, I'll, I'll say he's different. He's, he's... I don't want to call him Goofy because I can't even give him that. He's just, he's awkward, Freddy is. As Freddy leaps into the air off the couch, like, oh, I second that. And Ricky looks at him like, Freddy, I just said that. You don't have to second that. And, of course, Derek's like, oh, come on, Rick, lay off him. You know, it's not his fault he's a big old Dorcas or something like that. And, of course... Isn't that right, Freddy? And Freddy's like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, this poor kid. I feel so sorry for Freddy. So this girl, the dark-haired girl, is like, Derek, stop being mean to Freddy. And Ricky's like, hey, can we please get on with the meeting? As Freddy once again leaps up off of the the couch. It's like, I second that. Of course, the cheerleader girl just bops Freddy on the head with a pill. Like, will you sit down and shut your mouth, Freddy? We're not getting anywhere with you doing this. Okay, the meeting of the committee to send the school orchestra to Washington, D.C. will come to order. I second that! <laughs> Freddy, you don't have to second that. It was just an announcement. <laughs> get off his back, Rick. He can't help it if he's a whip face. Right, Freddy? Okay. <laughs> Derek, stop being mean to Freddy. Can we please get on with the meeting? I second that. (laughs) 
Lisa will now give her report on how popcorn sales are going. And no seconding. Orchestra, orchestra, we are the best. There's no one better in the East or the West. Give me an O, give me an R, give me a C, give me a break. <laughs> well, in order to earn our trip to Washington, D.C., members of our orchestra must sell 2,500 bags of popcorn at $1 a piece. As of last weekend, we sold almost 1,500 bags, which means we only have to sell a thousand bags this week. All right, yeah. How many have we sold? Four. Four. That's terrible. Derek, weren't you supposed to sell popcorn at the basketball game? Oh, yeah, I guess I forgot. How could you forget? I got better things on my mind than selling popcorn. I'm in the middle of puberty. Look, if you guys are going to talk smut, I'm leaving. Can we please stay on the subject? Hey, slip in that. Shut up, Freddie. Now listen, guys, we're not going to be able to go to Washington unless we sell 1,000 bags of popcorn this weekend. Well, we just got to go to Washington. Our orchestra's been honored by this invitation. If we don't go, I'll just swell up and die. Don't get melodramatic, Lisa. <laughs> okay. But don't you guys want to tell your kids someday how you play Beethoven, the Kennedy Center? I'm not going to have any kids. That's the first good news I've heard of. <laughs> okay, so actually the cheerleader girl does get a name. Her name is Lisa. She's loud. She's just loud. Um, <laughs> apparently, what they have to do in order to get this trip to Washington, why have they divided these kids into like groups of four and each kid, you know, group of kids has got to get so many bags sold? Because apparently, you need at least 2,500 bags of popcorn at a dollar a pop. That's 2,500 bucks. That's not bad. That's not a bad price for popcorn. Apparently they sold 1,500, um, or total, all the kids in this orchestra have sold 1,500. So that just leaves 1,000 bags of popcorn that they have to sell by this Saturday. Oh my. And I see how Ricky gets on Derek's case. Like, hey, weren't you supposed to be selling bags of popcorn at the basketball game? And Derek's like, please, Rick, I got other things on my mind. All right, I'm going through puberty. He, he was probably making out with some girl. Probably. I'm not surprised. And I like um, Ricky's green. It's like um, a light green sweater that actually has his initials. I think it's like RBS, so Richard something Stratton. I don't know what the B stands for. Oh, Derek calls Freddy a wimp face, not a dork. Okay. So, Lisa performs this cheer about the orchestra that she made up, or it's part of this the school thing. And she's trying to spell out orchestra. At first I thought she said, give me an I. And I'm like, wait, what? I thought she was just spelling out these random letters. Like, what is it? Oh, it's, she says, okay. She says, oh. As Derek, like, jumps in, it's like, hey, give me a break. Like, we don't need to hear this whole cheer. Thank you. 
And according to Lisa, they, as a group of four, have sold four bags. I want, I'm really interested to know how many other groups of kids they got. They split them all up into groups of four. They got the majority, so they just need a thousand bags. Alright, I gotta say something about this girl's cheerleading skirt. It is very, very short. This girl is 12 years old. She does not need to be wearing a short cheerleading skirt. That is... I know it's 1983 at this point, but even still, come on. Modesty, people. This is a young girl. So Lisa is all like, oh, we're going to be playing at the Kennedy Center and playing Beethoven. Wouldn't you want to tell your kids this one day? And Derek's like, well, I don't plan on having any kids. And I love how Ricky goes up to Derek, puts his arm around his shoulder and says, you know, Derek, that's the best thing I've heard ever that has ever come out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, we don't need Derek procreating anytime soon. We don't need little Derek Taylors running around. One is more than enough. Okay, this girl's being very overdramatic. She's like, oh, if we don't go to Washington, D.C., I'm just gonna die! And she screams to the ceiling. Girl, you are being very overdramatic, as Ricky says. Well, he calls her, you're saying, says you're being melodramatic. Just chill your chill yourself, sweetie. You sit yourself down and relax. We'll get we'll get those bags of popcorn sold one way or another. <laughs> well the doorbell rings and look who it is. It's Kate and she is looking very beautiful in what she's wearing. A nice red dress. I notice they still have that table set up with that checker game. This has got to this has got to be something that constantly comes back, right? Oh, of course, Derek, like, hones in on this as Kate takes her coat off, and she's wearing this, like I said, this really nice, pretty red dress. Oh, he's gonna be such a... He, Derek's gonna be a turd here. I know it. I know he is. He's just a, a little hornball. Someone get off the fire hose, because that boy needs to be hosed down. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, Miss Summers. Good evening. I want me to say to you, you look exceptionally beautiful this evening. Thank you, Derek. You're the epitome of grace, style, and low-cut sophistication. <laughs> That's enough, Derek. I'm sorry. It's just this darn puberty. <laughs> no, it's your darn lack of brain, Derek. Kate, do you remember Lisa and Freddie? I'm Freddie. <laughs> Hi, Freddie. Hi, Lisa. Kate, why are you so dressed up? Oh, Edward and I are going to a fundraising dinner at the County Art Museum. Oh, yeah, that's a dinner that costs a thousand dollars a plate. Hey! Why don't we sell our popcorn for a thousand dollars a bag? That way, we only have to sell one. <laughs> I know, I know. Shut up, Freddy. <laughs> so, yeah, Derek goes over to Kate and he's saying how, oh my, you look absolutely amazing, gorgeous, Miss Summers. And he's just, he mentions something about low cut. 
And I'm assuming he's mentioning her dress. And she just looks at him and is like, okay, Derek, that's enough. And Derek's like, oh, it's just this dang puberty. And, of course, Ricky comes up to Derek like, no, Derek, that's your mouth. You need to, like, shut it. And, of course, Lisa and Freddy come up as Ricky introduces them to Kate. And Freddy's like, oh, I'm Freddy. Like, yeah, we, we know, buddy. You're, you're Freddy. Calm down. Um, turns out they are going, Edward and Kate are going to a fundraiser that's like at this very swanky place that charges a thousand dollars a plate. And Rick, uh, Freddy's all like, hey, why don't we just charge a thousand dollars a bag of popcorn and then we only got to sell one. And of course they all kind of, you know, the kids glower at Freddy and Freddy's like, I know, I know, shut up, Freddy. Like, yes, yes. It it was a thought, Freddy. It, it was an okay thought. So, Kate tells Ricky, can you please tell your father that I'm here? What in the hell was it? Oh, Jeremy's back. Oh, I I don't like when people do this. It's, she says, can you please tell your father that I'm here? And Ricky is standing right next to Kate. He puts his hands around his mouth and yells, Dad! Kate's here! Like, and she's standing right there, and the whole time her eyes are closed, like, I can literally hear her ears popping and then bleeding at the same time. Oh my gosh, that probably popped an eardrum. <laughs> I'm gonna play this clip! <laughs> Ricky, would you please tell your father that I'm here? Hey, Dad! I could have done that. So, there's lots of famous people there tonight? Mm-hmm. Senators? Ambassadors? Hi, gang! <laughs> Walruses? <laughs> Edward, how come you're dressed up as a walrus? Kate, I think the pertinent question at this particular time is how come you're not dressed up as a walrus? <laughs> Kate, tonight's the masquerade ball for the protection of endangered species. No, it's not. It's the formal dinner at the County Art Museum. It is the 5th, isn't it? Yeah, the 5th of February. The formal dinner for the museum is the 5th of March. Well, can I go like this? Of course not, Kate. You look silly. <laughs> Come on, let's go upstairs. Maybe I can find you something to make you look more like an endangered species. <laughs> So Edward comes down dressed as a walrus, and I'm also thinking, like, what is going on here? And Kate asks him, why are you dressed like a walrus? And he mentions that, well, tonight is the benefit dinner for endangered species. And Kate's like, no, it's not. It's the, uh, the dinner for, for the, the foundation thingy. And he's like, yeah, because she's like, this is the fifth. And he's like, yeah, the 5th of February. The other thing that you're thinking of with the elegant dinner and everything, that's March 5th. So they get a little confused. And she's like, well, can I wear this? She's wearing a really pretty dress. And of course, she's like, of course you can't, Kate. You look ridiculous. Oh. So he's like, here, let me take you upstairs. We'll find you something to look that makes you look more endangered. Oh, my goodness. Well, if he was expecting her to go to this thing, why didn't he also, he rent a walrus suit for her? Is it just, oh, it's, it's a ball thing that they're all, everyone's dressing up as an endangered species, I guess. All right.
right, so let's get back to the kids with the popcorn. Okay, we do learn that Derek only joined the orchestra, the wimpy orchestra, as he refers to it, so he could go on the trip to Washington. Well, we know that Ricky plays the bassoon, and Derek was making fun of him the whole time, so he probably was like, hey, if I do this, I'll do get on that whole trip to, to Washington, D.C. Like, well, that's not a reason to do something. What's he played the triangle? I mean, I wouldn't give Derek anything too difficult. So Derek, of course, says, hey, maybe I'll just go out and join the debate team. They're going to Boston. So Ricky comes over and he's hearing all of this. He puts an arm around Derek like, hey, I guess it is true. The first to desert a s sinking ship are the rats. Oh, yeah. This girl is drinking tons of Red Bull because she is so energized. She's like, oh, come on, gang, we can do it, blah, blah. Like, girl, you need to sit down and chill yourself. You, you got so much energy, you could... Give energy to those four, these three other boys. It's just, it's, she, she should be on the debate team is where she should be. I mean, she's a cheerleader. This clearly sounds like, oh, cheerleaders, they got a lot of pep or something. No, this girl's just, she's too much. She's too much for these kids. I'm going to play this clip, though. You know, the only reason I joined this wimpy orchestra is to take the trip to Washington. Hey, maybe I'll just join the debate team. Going to Boston. I guess it is true. First ones to desert the sinking ship are the rats. <laughs> Come on, gang. Never say die. Where there's life, there's hope. Where there's a will, there's a way. Lisa, don't you ever get depressed. <laughs> yeah, like right now. I've never been so miserable. Lisa, I think it's time to check into the rubber armada. <laughs> hey, I got an idea. No, no, never mind. Oh, come on, Rick, what are you gonna say? I saw those wheels turning. Well, I was just thinking that maybe I could get my dad to buy the rest of the popcorn. But that's not a good idea. Not a good idea? Au contraire, buddy! That's a great idea! <laughs> Think so? <laughs> Rick, will your dad really help us out? Well, if he can spend $1,000 for dinner, he can certainly give $1,000 to help us out. Absolutely. And if it also happens to make you a hero along the way, that's not your fault, is it? <laughs> Lisa, put me down for a thousand bags. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, he's the one. He's going to get the Go on. No. No, I meant go on. And at first he dismisses it before it even comes out of his mouth. But Derek's like, hey, Rick, I see those wheels turning in your head. What, what's that thought bubble that's trying to sprout out of your, out of your mouth? And Ricky's like, oh, I had a thought. But I just, mm, I don't know. I don't think this is a good idea. But 
Maybe, I mean, if my dad could spend a thousand dollars on a plate for dinner, then he, I could surely, I'm sure, spend a thousand dollars on popcorn. So, and they're like, you really think your dad could help us out? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that he could. I mean, what's the difference between a thousand dollar plate versus a thousand bags of popcorn? So, and they're all like, yay, yay, Ricky, you're the best man. We're all going to get on that plane to Washington as they start to head out the door. And Freddy is like, plane? What plane? Like, great. Well, they live in New York, right? Couldn't they just drive to Washington, D.C.? I mean, I don't know how far it is. Maybe that's too far. They might have to get on a plane. Well, wait a minute. They Okay, so when are they going on this trip? Because they got to have it done by Saturday. We don't even know what day this is. Rick, you're a great man. <laughs> For once, he's right. <laughs> so, of course, Freddy's like, Oh, if we're going to go on a plane, I should get some drama meat. You might want to eat. If he's never been on a plane before. I didn't need any drama mean on a plane. Isn't that what also for when you take a boat ride? I've been on boat rides. I don't get sick. Um, but before Derek closes the door. So Derek calls Ricky like, hey, Rick, you're a great man. And then he leaves and Ricky turns around, smiles to himself like, yeah, for once he's right. Now we see at the top of the stairs... We see Edward in his walrus costume, and then we see Kate dressed as a panda. What are you doing, Quinnells? You okay? Oh my goodness. Looked like someone was trying to chase you. You goofball cat. <laughs> Kate is dressed as this adorable panda. I would love that panda suit. I would wear it all the time. Maybe. <laughs> on Kate's costume, she's got like two black braid looking things, but I'm thinking that's gotta be from the cape that she's wearing. That's gotta be from the cape that she's wearing. Um, and Edward, I think, also was wearing a cape made out of the same material and the same color as the, um, the costume of the walrus. And Ricky doesn't say anything, he just holds the door open for them as they walk through it. So it looks like it's the next day. Ricky is wearing a blue shirt with, um, it's like light brown and a white stripe in the middle. So he goes to his dad's office and says, hey dad, you got a sec? And Edward's like, yeah, bud, I got. I always have time for you. What's up? And Ricky kind of tells him about the popcorn drive. I'm hoping that he kind of breaks it to him like, oh, by the way, I signed you up for a thousand bags and they're dollar bags so you owe a thousand dollars which I'm sure his dad would be going through the roof like I might have a lot of money but I would never agree to pay something like that so before Ricky can really even say anything we hear the quack 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 of the duck phone and it's Leonard on the line he's talking to Edward about some union contract 
And Edward's like, hey, if you have any issues, call me back on the duck phone. I'll be right here. So, uh, Edward does ask Ricky, like, hey, how's the popcorn drive going? And Ricky tells him, well, yeah, we're doing good. I think we might make our, uh, our total or hit our goal. And Edward jumps up and he's like, oh, see, son, that's what I tell you about, you know, hard work, dedication, and just working towards a goal. And, of course, Ricky is just... This is going to make him uncomfortable because in a way he really didn't work to earn those thousand bags of popcorn just that he sold. He just signed his dad up for them as a last result, uh, resort. So I'm going to play this clip here. Now, son, how's the popcorn drive going? Pretty good, Dan. I think we almost made our total. Well, congratulations. You see there? Now, I told you if you work hard and put a lot of effort into it, you kids could do it. Well... Actually, it wasn't all that hard. Dad, about the popcorn? Oh, I remember. I promised to buy ten bags. I didn't even pay you yet. You must think I'm a skinflint, huh? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, I think you're the most generous man who ever walked this earth. <laughs> How many more bags do you want me to buy? Was that obvious? Mm-hmm. How many more? Two, three, five? Well, uh, not quite. Well, how many? Ten? Fifteen? How about a thousand? So apparently Edward did offer to buy at least ten bags, and he pulls out his wallet like, you know what, I haven't even paid you yet. I bet you think I'm like a cheapskate. And Ricky's like, oh, no, no, no. I think you're the most generous man in the world. As in... I got something to show you out in the living room. Um, he's like, oh, you want me to buy some more bags other than the 10 I already bought? And Ricky's like, oh, well, yeah. Um, and Edward tells him, well, how many more do you want me to buy? One more, five, ten more? And Ricky leads Edward out into the living room, and we see that... A, the couch is surrounded with bags. There's even a bag up on um, where those crayons are, up by the doors that lead to Edward's office. It's all over the place. And Edward's eyes practically bug out of his head. I'm like, I did not commit to this. I said ten bags, huh? Not a thousand. Because Ricky does mention, oh, a uh, thousand. Like, no, 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 no. Rick, this room looks like it was decorated by Orville Redenbach. That's a good one. You're so funny. Rick. I know. I know, I know, I know. I should have talked to you first. But hey, if you're willing to spend a thousand dollars for dinner, you could certainly spend a thousand dollars on me, your own son. Well, son, how shall I put this? You're wrong. <laughs> Dad, this is a worthy cause. He'd be sending me to Washington, D.C., where I can play my bassoon in front of the very people who mold and shape this great land of ours. <laughs> okay, let me try another one. You want to just Rick, I'm not buying this. Or this. But Dad, you've got to. 
I told all the kids that we were going. They're counting on me to get them there. I promised them. That's the real point here, isn't it, Rick? You want to be Mr. Popular. <laughs> you want to be the one to get them to Washington. That's not totally. Exactly. True. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Rick, I can't believe this. You wanted to go to public school to be a regular guy. And now here you are trying to buy your friends. I'm not trying to buy my friends. I'm just sort of leasing them for a while. Son, that's a cop-out. No, it isn't. You're the one that's copping out. You know what? You're a cheapskate. Son, you let me know if you'd like to have a civilized conversation. Dad? I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I know. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Well, you've committed to selling a thousand bags of popcorn. So... I'll tell you what, first thing tomorrow morning, we'll go down to the mall, and you'll sell a thousand bags. In one day? That's impossible. Well, you never know until you try. But I'll tell you this much, if you work hard and earn that thousand dollars, you're going to feel a whole lot better about yourself. Okay, Dad. I'll give it a try. But if I go through all that hard work <laughs> and don't feel any better about myself, your credibility shot. <laughs> so, when we get out to the living room, we see popcorn is all over this living room. It's at least three feet high surrounding this couch. And Edward makes a joke about Orville Redden. Like, you, this looks like you're trying to rival with Orville Redenbacher. Like, this looks like his warehouse. What's going on? Oh, Edward says this room looks like it was decorated by Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> and Ricky, of course, just sticks out his points and his dad just laughs his butt out. Like, it's the funniest joke he's ever heard in his life. And Ricky kind of brings up what Derek, I think, in a way pointed out was like, if your dad can spend $1,000 on a plate of dinner, he surely can spend $1,000 on popcorn. And Ricky points this out to his dad. And his dad just kind of looks at him like, son, no, you're wrong. I'm not going to do this. Oh, he, yeah, he says like that you could spend, if you could spend $1,000 on a plate, surely you could spend $1,000 on me, your own son. And Edward's like, no, no, son, you're wrong. I wouldn't do that. And Ricky kind of goes into about like, hey, dad, this is for a worthy cause. You'd be sending me to Washington, D.C., where I could play the bassoon in the orchestra for the men that helped shape our country and everything. Like, he's trying to make it sound like this is a great opportunity for me and I'm going to remember this forever. And Edward is not buying into this. He's like, I don't buy this, which coming out of your mouth, and I certainly don't buy this, as in all this popcorn. This is your... You got yourself into this, son, so you are going to have to get yourself out of it. I am not going to bail you out. Ricky still calls it a bassoon. 
I love how Ricky tries to go for the charm every time, and Edward is just standing there just kind of, not so much glowering at his son with his arms folded across his chest, but he's like, I am not believing anything that's coming out of your mouth right now, son. That first, that, those bags of popcorn must be really, really light because it's like stacked at least three to four feet high on that foosball table. A lot of bags of popcorn. So now it seems like Ricky is trying to tr do the whole guilt trip of, but dad, the kids are counting on me and I told them that you would help get us there. And Ricky tells dad like, hey dad, I promised them that I would help get them there. And Edward kind of walks, you know, and he takes a few steps and turns around. He's like, well, yeah, that's a real problem there, Rick. It's like, you want to be Mr. Popular. You wanted to go to public school. And now it seems like you're trying to buy your friends. And Ricky's like, no, Dad, I'm not doing that. I'm just leasing them for a while. It's like, buddy, you don't have to spend a crud ton of money to get these kids to be your friends. Although if you think about it, think about it, they just need a thousand bags, right? If each kid's parent puts up $250, they would be golden. But even that's quite a bit of money. And Edward also points out, it's like, you want to be the one, you want to be Mr. Popularity, you want to be the one to get all the kids to Washington. And Ricky's pointing his finger at his dad, at his dad like, no, that's not at all even a little bit true. Like, it's like... It kind of is, Ricky. It kind of is. I mean, you kind of took the idea of working hard to sell these bags and earn that money instead of just saying, Dad, write a check to the school. And that way I don't have to sell all these bags. Because it just, it seems they're putting it all onto Ricky's shoulders. There's four kids there. Three including Ricky. Why aren't they doing the work? I take it the other half of the orchestra sold 1,500 bags? What did they do? What could they, uh, Ricky and his friends be learning from this other group of children that sold all these bags? Their parents didn't just write checks for, well, I don't, the thing is we don't know how many other kids are in this orchestra and how many of them, their parents have probably put up the money. So Edward brings up a really good thing about how Ricky, you wanted to go to regular, <laughs> you wanted to go to public school to be a regular guy, and instead you're just trying to buy your friends. And the thing is here, Ricky, of course, knows that this is true. This is what he's, you know, trying to do. He's trying to be Mr. Popular. He wants to be liked by everybody. I get it. I get it. Who doesn't want to be liked by everybody? But you don't buy your way into a friendship. And this does get a smidge heated as Ricky actually throws it in Edward's face like, Oh, you don't want to help me because you're just a cheapskate. So, yeah, uh, Ricky says how I'm not trying to buy my friends. I'm just leasing them for a while. Yeah, right. Edward says, well, son, that's a cop-out. So, Ricky throws this back in his father's face. Like, no, you're the one who's copying out. You're just a cheapskate. Like, whoa, here, buddy. You are stepping over the line. I get that you're upset that he's not just going to bow down for you and write a check for $1,000. But 
you don't say that to your father. And you hear the, uh, Ricky immediately, as soon as that comes out of his mouth, calling his father a cheapskate, he immediately, because he's practically on his tiptoes trying to go eye to eye with his dad, and he immediately backs off and, like, kind of puts his feet back on the floor. And you hear the audience, literally, you hear the audience go, oh, and one person goes, oh, no. As Edward looks at him and he flat out says, son, I'll be in my office if you want to have a civilized conversation. As in, I'm done here. We're done here. Find me when you want to have a real conversation and you, you can speak respectably to me. Then you do not talk to your father that way. And Edward turns and starts walking to his office. And as soon as he does, Ricky's like, Dad, as he runs and wraps his arms around Edward, just like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Oh, <laughs> it's like, so Edward does, it's like, I know, son, I know you didn't mean it. But they sit down on the couch, and Edward comes up with a really good way for Ricky to try to earn this money. He says, you know what? Um, tomorrow we will go down to the mall and you can try to sell a thousand bags of popcorn and you can earn your way to go to Washington, D.C. And Ricky's like, oh, wow, the mall, just try to sell a thousand bags? And, and I like how, you know, Edward's like, yeah, you don't, you gotta earn your way to do this. This is how it's gonna work. And Ricky, of course, mentions stuff about, like, self-respect and everything and how, oh, that's on you if I lose my self-respect or something. So now we're going to get to the mall. So we get to finally get outside. You know what I've noticed? And we probably won't see this till, make, like, maybe in the next few seasons down the road. The only places of this house we ever see, we see the office. We see a lot of the living room. Occasionally we will see Ricky's bedroom. But we have not seen any other parts of this house yet. I know they have a kitchen. I know later on we do get to see their kitchen. So, yeah. And I like when we can venture out to other areas of, you know, outside of the house and other, you know, parts of where they live. Alright, so now we get to the mall, which it's got more than one level, according to this clock, which also works as a directory. So it's nine in the morning, because it's not going to be nine at night. It's just not. Because doesn't the mall would normally close around like nine o'clock or nine thirty. Alright, so let's read off these other stores. Kanish Kanash, Eddie's Toys, okay, so he does have a storefront in that mall. Heathen Home, Fast Repast, or Repay, no, there's no E on the end of this, it's Fast Repast. Lock, Stock, and Barrel, Unsightly Gifts, Matron Lane, so it's probably like one of those stores that you buy like a, a wedding gift. Flashy Feet, that's clearly got to be some hip shoe store. Unsightly Gifts, that's got to be like gag gifts and stuff that you would buy for like um, a, a, a joke gift or something. Senior Stratton's, that sounds like a restaurant. Senior, like um, a French restaurant or something. And Lear's, I don't know what that could be. Maybe Lear, like, 
Like your eye, like glasses, maybe? I doubt it. Kanish Kanash has gotta be like a place that sells sausages. Heathen Home. I'm wondering what that might be. I don't know. A place with home decor would be my guess. Fast Repast? Uh, it sounds like a check and go or a fast cash place. Lock, stock, and barrel. My guess it's 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 an ammo store where you buy your ammo and you buy guns. Shallow Springs Mall. So I take it they also go to Shallow Springs Junior High where Ricky and his friends go. So is that the city they live in is Shallow Springs? So Edward's got a little spot set up and with the popcorn he's got a sign on the cardboard table or the card table that says popcorn a dollar a bag. And the sign there says please buy a bag of popcorn. Something about supporting the the school band orchestra's trip to Washington DC or Washington. sell a thousand bags of popcorn. Ricky, of course, is already thrown in the towel like, Dad, it can't be done. There's no way I'm going to sell any of this. And Edward demonstrates his selling technique through flattery. As a nice young dressed woman comes by, he's like, oh, ma'am, well, that is a beautiful blouse you're wearing. Would you like to buy this popcorn here? And then he adds, to help support my son and his orchestra, school orchestra, uh, get their trip to Washington. She's like, yeah, I'll take two bags, because, you know, it's only a, it's a buck a bag, a couple bags of popcorn. And he turns to Ricky, hands him the two dollars, and Ricky's all like, gee, Dad, I don't know if I got that. Do you think you could maybe do that another hundred times? And Edward, of course, is like, son, no, I'm not doing this for you. You got yourself into this mess. You're going to get yourself out of it. I mean, 
Ricky did sign his dad up for a thousand bags, so technically I guess it is now his problem. Has he pretty much said by sign me up for a thousand bags, I'll take care of it, that you guys are pretty much exempt from having to do, Derek, Lisa, and Freddie are exempt from having to do any selling. Like, okay, sure, you said we don't have to do it, okay. I kind of wonder if Edward had not mentioned anything about that woman's boss, like commenting her clothes, would she have really bought a couple bags? I kind of wonder. I don't know. He, she might have. She might have. Now we get a girl here who looks to be about high school age who's asking Ricky if he's selling popcorn. Well, of course he's selling popcorn. Is she, like, a member of, like, not the Girl Scouts, but someone else that probably sells stuff? Like, oh, you can't sell popcorn here? I don't know. We'll find out, though. Excuse me. <laughs> Are you selling popcorn? Yeah. Well, I'll take three bags. Three? No, on second thought, make that five bags. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no sweat. We'll <laughs> be out of here by ten thirty. So this girl says, I'll buy three bags. No, I mean, I, you know, I'll buy five. And Ricky's just standing there. He didn't have to do anything. And she's just like, oh, you're selling popcorn. I'll take three, uh, five bags. Give them five dollars. She's got this large tote bag. She fits it all in pretty easily. And she just, you know, w walks off. And Ricky, of course, is like, hm, that was pretty easy. You know, the, the rate we're going, we'll be out of here by 10.30. And he kind of goes... On his fingernails, kind of rubs them on his shirt like, that was easy peasy. That was easy peasy. <laughs> and Edward's just looking at him like, yeah, yeah son, yeah, uh-huh, right. Not every customer's just going to come up to you and say they want popcorn. And the, and the thing is with Ricky, you know, his dad's saying, I'll hang around for a little bit and sell, help you sell these bags, but you have to be helping too. Ricky immediately is like, oh, no, Dad, I don't think I can. I don't think I'll ever be good at this. Ricky, you got charm, okay? You didn't even have to say anything other than, yes, we're selling popcorn. And that girl took five bags. So, I mean, come on. All right, now it's 11.15, so they've been there for two hours and 15 minutes. Hopefully they one of them took a lunch break. See, sir, if you buy a bag of popcorn, you'll really be helping these kids out. Well, since it's for a worthy cause, I guess I'll take a bag. Well, terrific. Yeah, uh, no, not that bag. I'll take one from the bottom of the box. <laughs> They're all just the same. It's fresher. <laughs> fresher. <laughs> well, the customer's always right. Always. <laughs> so I really appreciate you helping out our orchestra like this. Oh, that's okay. I have a son about your age. You have a son my age? You could have passed me be old enough to have a son my age. Oh. Maybe I'll take two bags. <laughs> Beautiful outfit. You wear it so well. Will you 
loves popcorn. I'll take three bags. <laughs> what a lucky man your husband must be. Wow, such a beautiful, elegant, intelligent woman like yourself by his side. Not every man is so privileged. Had it, kid. Three's my limit. <laughs> Well, we got a couple of interesting characters here. <laughs> uh, this one man who I swear looks like uh, Ian McKellen dressed in um, a detective's outfit. <laughs> he says, oh, I'll take a bag. It's for a worthy cause. You know, your son's in the orchestra. Oh, and Edward hands him a bag. Of course, I kind of thought, like, what if a customer would do this? Like, they are particular about the type of bag that they want. Yes, this man wants a bag from the bottom of this large cardboard. You know the kind in the fall, the big cardboard boxes you see at, like, a, a grocery store that have a, a bunch of pumpkins in them or watermelons? That kind of box. So, Edward's tossing... Pop, bags popcorn out to try to get to the bottom because he's the man is like, well, it's fresher. I'm like, dude, they were probably all made and bagged on the same day. And Edward even says, you know, they're all, it's the same popcorn, buddy. And the customer, and Edward's just finally like, this guy's going to buy popcorn. I may as well just do what he wants. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, the customer's always right. And the guy is like, yes, the customer is always right. Like, uh, And we move over to Ricky, who's this lady in a, like, kind of a fur coat, but not, like, the, the trim is fur. And she has, like, um... A couple bags in her hand and he's flattering her with oh you couldn't possibly have a kid my age oh my gosh your husband is so lucky to walk around with you on his arm oh my gosh were you a model like when you were younger she buys three bags and he keeps Ricky's on a roll he keeps going but she finally like puts up a hand and, like young man um three is my limit <laughs> I mean my husband likes popcorn but no more, please. Reminds me of the Punky Brewster episode from season two, the Halloween um, Love Thy Neighbor episode, where Punky is <laughs> constantly complimenting this woman who is like, oh, you're dressed like Gidget in a 1950s uh, poodle skirt. And Punky keeps flattering the lady like, oh, you're not old enough to remember the 50s. And she keeps giving her like at least three pieces of candy. And eventually she does cut Punky punky off by saying honey that that that's enough no no more okay don't you're not getting more than three pieces of candy from me <laughs> now i go back to edward who's eventually gonna reach the bottom of the bag okay oh i see the sign clearly now it says please buy a bag of popcorn help send the school orchestra to washington I feel so bad for Edward. He's practically, like, ma the majority of his top half is bent over in that cardboard box. He finally reaches the bottom. If that man, if that Ian McKellen lookalike says, you know what, on second thought, I think I'll take one over there, I bet it's going to get to that point. Let's find out. <laughs> Oh, poor Edward. He is really, uh, he's going the distance for his son. Just 
hanging out on a. Is this a, this has got to be a Saturday then? Because otherwise, Ricky would be in school. Because that was the last day. They had to sell all of that by set. How many did you think that they sold by now? Over two hours and 15 minutes. I don't know. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. No, we don't take credit cards. What? Well, thanks a lot for wasting my time. <laughs> Stale. Oh, jerk. I knew there was gonna be a catch of some sort, and the fact that, guy, this isn't 2018. Because he asked Edward, like, oh, do you take Visa, MasterCard, and American Express? And Edward just looks at him like, no, we don't take credit cards. It's cash. It's dollar. And the guy just looks at him with a snooty expression. He's like, well, thanks for wasting my time. I'm like, buddy, you couldn't have mentioned that prior to him going through all of those bags and throwing them all on, digging through. That whole box was, like, empty until he got to the very bottom and the last bag that was on the bottom of the cardboard box. And the guy, I mean, this isn't 2018. He doesn't have, like, one of those card scanning apps on his iPhone because it's 1983 and it hasn't, doesn't exist yet. He's, like, 15 years too early. <laughs> okay, now we got another timestamp. It's now, like, 2.05 in the afternoon. Please tell me they sold at least half of those popcorns. Attention shoppers. <laughs> at Bikini World, all bikinis are half off. Excuse me, sir. Would you like to buy some popcorn? Perhaps you'd like to try some. <laughs> it's one piece, man. What is wrong? <laughs> what is your deal, guy? Well, what do you think? Let me try another. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, you heard me laughing in this clip. Oh, my God. Um, this man actually is walking past and Edward kind of like, hey, sir, would you like to buy some popcorn? Oh, here, here's a ripped bag. Um, would you like to try? And the guy <laughs> puts one piece of popcorn in his mouth, chews it very slowly like he's experiencing a flashback from his childhood of the first time he ever had popcorn in his mouth. And he takes, Edward is like right in this guy's face, like looking at his expression, waiting for that, yes, I'd like to buy popcorn face. And the guy takes his glasses off, looks at Edward as he's still chewing this one piece of popcorn that is clearly disintegrated in your mouth and, and went down your, your esophagus and into your digestive system by now. And he puts his glasses back on. 
still staring at Edward. Edward's still staring at him, smiling, waiting for confirmation. And the guy's like, maybe if I try another piece. And Edward kind of pulls the bag of popcorn back, like, get, get out of here! No freebies! I like, a taste. If he, oh my gosh, that is an idea. You can waste one bag, right? Get a bowl, have it there to sample, say, hey, try this popcorn. That other guy, Ian McKellen-looking guy, was like, oh, that's for only stale. Like, Go away, sir. You just wasted Edward's time, but <laughs> they still have a lot of popcorn there. Oh, my gosh. So they started at 9. It's now 2.05. They have less than three hours to sell the rest of that popcorn. Oh, my gosh, it's almost 5. The Shallow Springs Mall will be closing in five minutes. I know. All day long you've been encouraging me. You said we can make it. You said that we sell every single bag. I lied, okay? <laughs> well, I'm not giving up. Everybody, listen. Everybody, listen to me, please. A few of you have supported us here today. And I appreciate it. But the rest of you haven't. You've just been walking by us all day, turning your backs on us. And by doing so, you've also been turning your backs on the youth of America. This may look to you just like another pile of popcorn, but to me, it's pieces of the American dream. <laughs> by buying this popcorn, you will have the rare opportunity to send some young, great people from a great town of Shallow Springs to Washington, D.C., where they can learn firsthand how democracy works. For only a dollar, you and you and you and you and you, you can all make investments in America. You gave it your darndest feet. You got up and you shouted it from the rooftops about the American dream and helping the youth of America make a trip to Washington, D.C. And the, the guy with the glasses who Edward gave a piece of popcorn to, his bottom, his chin is like trembling like he's about ready to burst into tears. And it's just, it's just, it's funny how... And even before Ricky got that crowd going, he was just like, it's almost like he's blaming Edward. Like, you said we would sell every single bag. You know, you really put a lot of hope into me, and, and we, you just, you, you said we would sell every bag by five o'clock. And Edward just looks at Ricky like, well, son, I lied. Well, and the thing is, Edward originally was probably only going to stay for a little bit to help him 
and then leave. He stayed the whole eight hours with his son. I mean, I would think, maybe, I mean, depending on how much they actually did sell, because there is a bit less than what they started with. Can't he just write a check? I mean, yeah, I know Ricky wouldn't learn anything, but he can make up for it next time. He, Ricky could work off the money then that he would owe his father. for do, He could do chores and stuff like that. But still, it's an opportunity and a lesson learned. Don't volunteer your father to pay for something that he has not authorized. You work towards a goal. You don't cop out and take the easy way out and just say, here, let my dad write you a check. No, because then that, that absolves Derek, Lisa, and um, Freddie of having to do anything. I mean, I know Ricky wants to be popular, but this isn't the way to do it, guy. So, I mean, Ricky gets the crowd all fired up and is like, all right, let's go. Who wants to buy popcorn? Boom. People scatter to the winds. They get out of there because, of course, the mall, it's 2 o'clock. It's going on 5 o'clock. The mall is closing. They got to get all that popcorn out of there. <laughs> so bad for Rick. He worked so hard to sell that popcorn. <coughs> How's he taking it? Pretty rough. He went straight upstairs when we got home. Wouldn't even watch Yogi Bear with him. <laughs> His favorite one, too, where Ranger Smith gets his head caught in a picnic basket. <laughs> and yells at Boo Boo. kind of lying on the couch together well he's leaning against her and um he's just saying how ricky's just disappointed he went right upstairs straight to his room didn't even want to watch yogi bear and it was his favorite episode the one where ranger smith or whatever the heck his name is gets his head caught in a picnic basket and then blames boo-boo why would he blame boo-boo i thought like isn't Boo-Boo supposed to be the one with the brains? And then Yogi Bear's like the muddle-headed simpleton? 
that's always getting into trouble, and then Boo Boo has to, like, bail him out. I got to watch, I got, like, the first volume or season of Yogi Bear. I really should check that out. Also, I do have Scooby-Doo and the Jetsons as well. Um, but, you know, Edward is really conflicted. I know part of him, because there's 200 bags of popcorn left, and Edward is really conflicted. Like, part of him just wants to go and buy the 200 bags, but then on the other hand, Ricky wouldn't learn a lesson, and he doesn't want Ricky thinking that Edward and his wallet are going to bail Ricky out whenever he gets into trouble. You know, he wants him to learn a lesson. And then also, on the other hand, you know, he did promise Ricky that if he worked hard that it would pay off. And unfortunately, so Edward's just going to go up there and he says, you know, at first before he starts to walk towards the stairs, he says, I really hate to see the hurt look in his eyes, so I'll just have to look at his chin or something like that. <laughs> So, yeah, and, you know, Kate kisses him. I'm like, good luck, honey. <laughs> I don't think they're at the honey stage yet. They're, I don't even think, are Kate and Edward actually officially dating yet? I'm not sure what you would call it. But hopefully, eventually, they'll get that kind of um, ironed out, the details there. But anyway... As Edward gets ready to head towards the stairs, towards Ricky's room, Ricky comes in the front door. He's like, Dad, Dad, I did it! Let me guess, he sold all 200 bags, right? I hope so. Because that would be a great lesson learned, that he finished what he started. like, well, how did you sell the remaining popcorns? And <laughs> Ricky says, oh, Derek's father bought them. He was at the Shangri-La Hotel. He looked really nervous when he opened the door, but he bought all 88 bags. <laughs> and of course, we get Edward's expression. It's like, yeah, clearly Derek was right about his dad having a girlfriend or a mistress. Because he's at a motel. The only reason a married man would be at a motel if he's not with his wife is because he's banging some girl. Right? <laughs> yeah, Derek, you hit that nail right on the head. And I love how Ricky's like, Dad, thank you so much for believing in me. And they hug, and it's just, oh, it's so sweet. I like how Edward says, oh, well, I'll have to... Uh, 
remember to uh, to ask Derek's father when I see him next. <laughs> about why he was so nervous. <laughs> smarter than the average bear. Dad, I want to tell you something I've never told you before. What's that? You're smarter than the average dad. So they hug, they head upstairs, and on the landing there, Ricky asks, like, hey, how was Yogi Bear? And, of course, Edward does an impression of, uh, Yogi Bear, and then Ricky does an impression where he's like, hey, you're smarter than the average dad, and they hug, and it's like Edward almost kind of not fully carries Ricky the rest of the way, because there's only, like, a few steps, but it's like, um, he's 12, he can walk himself, but it's the endearment that counts, but that's the end of the episode, everybody. Um, I did, before I forget, I want to mention about how when I was in I think it was third grade. Um, you know how you'd have those fundraisers where you had to, like, sell, like, candy and stuff like that? Well, I had sold enough. You get these booklets, and I I think I usually would, like, go to my grandma with it. And maybe, uh, like, friends of family and stuff like that. And I earned the most in my class. My class was small. It was, like, less than 12 kids. Um... And I won, I got to pick out a prize. It was this really cool, multicolored, square-shaped alarm clock radio. It was really cool. Hold on a second. And, um, I remember I got it, I was on the bus, and this one kid who was older than me was saying how, oh, that looks stupid, like a piece of junk that won't even work. Like, oh, I bet you could get something like that at, like, Family Dollar for, or, or he's just really coming down hard. And, of course, I remember my feelings being hurt. But I do remember, I think somebody kind of stood, some other kid stood up for me and kind of defended me, which was kind of nice. And, um, yeah, I remember, I think in, like, fourth and fifth grade, I sold wrapping paper and, but I don't think there's, like, a prize for that. If there was, I didn't win. Um, in junior high, I remember it was, like, CDs and stuff like that, which I don't think, I don't know if my, my grandma might have bought a couple. That was part of the, like, the Time Life type magazines, because I remember, um, that's how I got the Grease soundtrack when I was in eighth grade and everything, and the Senior Prom um, CDs, I had all the 50s and 60s music that I really liked. I wish I kept those CDs. Yeah, unfortunately, I had to pawn them because I needed money when I was, uh, living on my own for the first time. Um, <laughs> but that's a story for another time. So, for this episode, hmm, I'm going to give it, you know, let me think about it. You know, I think I'm just, I'm going to give it, like, a three, an average three out of five. The things I really liked, I liked um, Edward and Kate's um, walrus and panda bear costume were really cool. Um, I liked that Edward stood his ground, whereas he basically told Ricky, I am not buying a thousand bags of popcorn. You're going to have to do this on your own. 
And even when Ricky called him out, like, oh, you're a cop-out, you're a cheapskate, and Edward just said, you know what, I'm not going to talk to you like when you're like this, and I will be in my office when you want to have a civil conversation. He basically was not going to take Ricky's crap. Like, I'm not going to be guilted into this. This is your mess. You got yourself into it, and you'll get yourself out. But at least, I mean... <laughs> and, of course, the the ending I liked with Ricky actually was able to sell the remaining 200 bags, which 88 were bought by Derek's father out of guilt. <laughs> um, the couple things I didn't like, um, I did not like, um, that girl Lisa was annoying, but Freddy is far more annoying. Um, the other one, of course, I didn't care for was, I did not like that Ian McKellen got a lookalike guy. He, the fact that at the very end he waited till Edward was, like, had emptied that big cardboard box and had one popcorn left to, and then he meant, oh, do you take Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or Discover? And she's the fact that, he, and then he says, oh, well, you wasted my time. Oh, by the way, I bet that popcorn's stale. It's like, come on, you jerk. You just, that guy looks like he could have bought all that popcorn with the way that he was dressed. He looked like he reeked of money. Um, <laughs> as far as for the Silver Spoonful, what I've been saying is like, seriously, if you do something like that where you volunteer your parent without their permission to buy, which you would not be able to do that, they're going to want the money before they even give you the popcorn. So, um, or, or something like that. They're not going to do that nowadays. They're going to want the money up front. You cannot volunteer like, oh, so-and-so here will buy... Ten bags of dog food to donate to the animal shelter or something. Like, no, 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 no. That's not how that works. It's like, you, you, I, I get that Ricky wanted to be popular and he wanted to take that on himself, but also have the easy way out of saying, Daddy, Mr. Moneybags can just write a check. You can't fall back on that. And I like that Edward told Kate, like, I don't want him thinking that I am going to bail him out every time he gets into trouble just because I have money. That's not how that's going to work. So he made Ricky work for that and do his dangdest to sell that popcorn on his own, even though he did help his son. But still, the matter was up to Ricky to take care of that. So, yeah, it was a good lesson learned. It really, really was. All right, so next week we get a interesting episode where it's season one, episode 18, so we are getting down to uh, towards the end of season one. It's entitled Junior Businessman, which is interesting because we just had the popcorn episode where Ricky had to sell that popcorn, right? Well, in this episode, this is for a school assignment. Edward lets Ricky manage an ice cream parlor for a week. So I'm guessing that among a toy factory, Edward also owns an ice cream parlor, that he can just do this for his son as an assignment, which is interesting. So that'll be fun. The other episodes, let's talk about some of these others. Um, and I knew that we would eventually get to something like this because of Kate and Edward's newfound relationship. 
In season one, episode 19, entitled Three's a Crowd, Ricky is miffed when Kate joins his ski trip with Edward. Well, he probably wanted to be a father-son thing. Well, you know what? Your dad is now dating somebody, seriously dating somebody. You are going to have to make room for this other person to be in your life. And, you know, he has no problem with Kate. They they love each They like each other. They're, they're good and everything. But I think when... Kate interferes on his time with his dad because if you think about it, Kate's known Edward longer than Ricky has known Edward. So she's had a lot of time with him, but it's not been a romantic time. It's basically been, you know, um, boss and employee relationship. There was no anything there. So I think I, I, I get where he's coming from. I, I understand that as a child of someone that has a parent who was divorced, I had to go through that a lot with my dad, with, um, people that he would date and he would, he would bring home and everything and just, you know, with, with Pam, that was an adjustment. But then again, Ricky's 12 and I was 17 at the time. So my behavior was not, I was not a nice person to Pam. And now as a 36 year old, I, I've even said, I really regret the way that I acted. I wish I could have been nicer to you, but, um, all right. Season one, episode 20, the empire strikes out. Edward is bummed out when a toy he creates or created fails in the marketplace. Well, we've seen, um, how that went down in the Toy Wonder, all those toys that he had um, presented to uh, Barbara, how she really only liked the stuffed animal that did nothing, which, um, he's got interesting ideas, but it, it, sometimes they just, I, they don't come out so well. The, like the combination this and this, it's like, eliminate the this and this, just keep them separate. Like, the horn on the on the hat for teenage joggers, which, it just seems like an inconvenience. Won't You Go Home, Bob Danish is season one, episode 21, where that man, remember from um, the episode where Kate takes Bob Danish, this guy who was a total creep, total creep to her, he was just making lewd comments and just, in his mind, you could hear his thoughts about how he'd like to get with her and everything. This man from Kate's past intentionally, listen to the word, intentionally crashes his small plane on the grounds of the Stratton's estate in order to, in order to impress Kate, in order to impress her. She's with Edward, buddy. He clearly, this Bob Danish guy does not care. Alright, the last episode of season one, and I am excited to get to this one. As I've said, I've seen this episode before over 11 years ago. It's entitled The X-Team. Not to be confused with the A-Team, but that's probably where the title comes from. In this episode, Kate catches Ricky and his friends watching an X-rated film during a sleepover. As in... They got on Cinemax or quote-unquote Skinemax and decided to watch a nighttime X-rated porno film. Because, uh, yeah, they're, they're 12-year-old boys. You know, they're in puberty. They're, they're curious. So, uh, yeah. 
And we'll, we'll go more into, into those episodes when I get to them. But next week is going to be Junior Businessman. So I believe we also see Ricky has employed Derek. Oh, boy. <laughs> Derek is not what you would call a savvy business guy. He is... He's just not. <laughs> um, but I do want to give a shout-out to you listeners. All right. We have Sun Valley, Nevada. La P-U-E-N-T-E, California, Hyattsville, Maryland, S-A-O, and then what looks like Paulo, P-A-U-L-O, Brazil, Jacksonville, Florida, Caldwell, New Jersey, uh, Los Angeles, California, Alexandria, Virginia, Atlanta, Georgia, Italy, Roseburg, Oregon, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, what well, looks like Dilly, T-I-M-O-R hyphen L-E-S-T-E. And then we have Haber, H-E-B-E-R, City, Utah, Woonsocket, Rhode Island, Kitchener, Canada, which I probably mispronounced, Moscow, Russian Federation, Mansfield, Texas, Parksville, Canada, Kansas City, Missouri, Marietta, Ohio, Seoul, S-E-O-U-L, Republic of Korea, and Mountain View, California. All right, everyone, I'll be back next week with Junior Businessmen. Everyone have a wonderful welcome into 2019. Have a great and safe, emphasis on the safe, New Year's Eve. And hopefully uh, some of you, if you make resolutions like myself, uh, hopefully we stick to them longer than uh, a week. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye, everybody.